Greetings. In this episode of the African Spirit Reintegrated and Reimagined podcast, I am going to discuss some of the drawbacks or the disadvantages of practicing within an African spiritual system. So oftentimes we hear people talk about all of the great things and the good things that are involved in um, going back to our roots and our traditions, which those things are great. It's great in and of itself for us to have the opportunity at this point in time to revisit what our ancestors practiced and to truly have a thorough knowledge and understanding of it in a different way than some of our ancestors, our more recent ancestors, were able to have with the tradition because of all the things that they went through through colonization and slavery. And I often find this dynamic to be present anytime people kind of talk about the African continent, whether they're going back to visit or whether they actually go to repatriate to the African continent. They tend to romanticize the whole idea of Africa and what it is and what it is all about. And sometimes they leave out those negative components I get that dynamic as well because there has been such a negative light shed on the continent. And those of us throughout the diaspora who have had an opportunity to interact with the continent on any level, we do have a certain level of responsibility of sharing the good aspects of Africa. That being said, we also have a responsibility to share the good, bad, the ugly, and the ordinary. My personality is all about balance for one thing. I like to know as much as I can know about a topic or a subject before I delve into it. And I take a certain level of responsibility when I talk about um, things that may be new to people and they're trying to explore it and learn more about it. I like to give them a balanced approach as well so that they can make a well-informed decision, okay? So this is one of the reasons for this particular episode. It is not to be negative or not to put Africa in an adverse light because that's not what I'm about at all. I personally practice within two African spiritual systems that I absolutely love. But like anything else, there are some negatives and some drawbacks. And I'm going to go ahead and dig into a few of those that I have personally experienced and or know someone else who has experienced these types of drawbacks. So one of the first things that I would like to start off talking about is the negative stereotypes of African spiritual systems. Now the negative stereotypes have nothing to do with the system themselves. It has everything to do with um, how society and primarily European society has made African spiritual systems to basically be demonic. We have been told that you know everything that pertains to Africa pretty much is something negative, is something to be shunned, it's not something to move toward, it's something to move away from. That was likewise done with our spiritual systems for so many different reasons primary among them so that we would see our systems as demonic and um especially later generations who did not have direct access to those systems so when we get to the stage where we are right now in society many people look 
down on African spiritual systems. They see this as worshiping the devil or doing some type of black magic. Unfortunately, these ideals are perpetuated throughout the African diaspora. Just as much as they are perpetuated throughout European communities and other non-black communities. They're often deemed as something bad or negative. Somebody hears the word voodoo, they automatically look at you like you're probably a psycho and you're definitely into some kind of devil worship or, you know, you participate in these wild orgies or use dolls to hex people and so forth and so on. Most people don't really understand the true nature of African spirituality and because it just has such a negative stain because of the process of slavery and colonization and so forth, it is deemed as negative. That being said, if you discuss African spiritual systems, especially from a a practitioner's perspective, you probably will get some negative commentary you may even lose a couple of friends and you know relatives because people just think of it as something negative they will probably try to evangelize you get you to convert or revert back into christianity islam or one of the more mainstream religious systems or something of that nature so that is something to think about that You may have to deal with a lot of negativity whenever you engage with an African spiritual system. Um, It may even be within your own household, guys, okay? Because there are plenty of examples where one person has been called back into the spiritual system of our ancestors and their mate has not been called back into that. And that's if they have a mate who is of African descent. So some people don't even have mates of African descent. descent, So they may not even understand this dynamic whatsoever. And practicing within African traditional systems can cause breakups in marriages or um, partnerships or what have you. Intimate level partnerships beyond just friendships. So do understand that you may not necessarily be able to just you know walk out and talk about your spiritual belief systems to just anybody in public forums and so forth and so on without getting negative feedback it does happen guys um most of the time it just happens out of ignorance people don't know so they come from the perspective of what they've heard or what they've been taught versus from actual experience i personally see those as opportunities to teach you know from a very diplomatic perspective i try not to get offensive i normally don't because i understand it because i have been there myself before uh before i was ever you know thinking about getting into african spirituality and practicing within any system i too once saw it or thought of it as something demonic that being said i didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it before i got into it it's not something that necessarily made me shun anybody or anything like that and even with that honestly i didn't even know too many people who practice within 
ATR. I don't even think I knew anybody who practiced within ATR, especially throughout the diaspora. I may have known the person, but just didn't know what they practiced because they pretty much kept it to themselves. So it wasn't something that I really interacted in my day-to-day experience. So I didn't have um, negative experiences with people before I got into it who did practice it. And fortunately, I have not had you know, major negative experiences, even from my family and my friends, they all are very, very accepting and welcoming of what I practice, even though they don't practice themselves. I haven't been cut off, but I do know people who have been cut off and who have experienced major, you know, life altering trauma because they decided to go into African spirituality. It affected them on a pretty deep level okay so that is something that you do have to be aware and you have to think about this is not a mainstream religion or spiritual practice um and at least not right now it's growing and it's making headway more people more and more people know about it and they are getting into it but at the same time the majority of people who practice within atr or not the vast majority when it comes to mainstream religion. So we do have to keep that in mind. And also keep in mind that people do have, you know, negative stereotypes and negative ways of thinking about an African spiritual tradition. Another drawback from somebody who is looking to practice is there are a whole lot of cultural and language barriers inherent in African spirituality from the perspective of an individual from the diaspora. So if you did not grow up within a system and you don't live in an area where a system is readily practiced, so let's say for instance, you want to practice a system that is on the continent that you never really seen around you in day-to-day life, you may have some major challenges trying to really get into that system with understanding the language and even understanding the culture that goes along with the tradition because understand these are traditions that are heavily connected to a culture they're one and the same even you know the culture is all about the ideologies and the customs and the rituals and so forth of a people group and traditional spiritualists in africa that is a way of life for them not just the priests and priestesses like we tend to see in America, like, or I should say in westernized religions like Christianity, for instance. If you see somebody practicing Christianity, it's like that's only a part of who they are during the days that they may attend church service or, you know, do certain things that are connected to their religion. But in their day to day life, their religion doesn't tend to play a major part of who they are they don't necessarily go around you know talking about their belief systems to any and everybody oftentimes with systems like christianity you will see a major separation islam is a little bit different because islam is absolutely a way of life it's very much so like traditional african um spiritual systems especially if you live in areas where islam is like the predominant religion like if you're practicing islam in america it can look a whole lot like christianity but if you're practicing 
in an Islamic nation, for instance, and where people are really free to express themselves in their religion, you will see it embedded in that culture. It is absolutely a part of the culture. You cannot separate it. The same thing goes for African spirituality. That being said, um, the culture and the thinking can be a little bit different in the way we think about things in the West. So I'll give you an example. In many African countries, polygamy and even polyandry to a degree are very much so accepted. They are very much so a part of that you know normal community, especially for people who practice within ATR, African traditional religions. That's a major part of who they are and what they do. It's a part of their religion. It's a part of their lifestyle. So it is nothing to see a man married to, you know, three, four wives. And in some cases, even more than that, just depending on his social status, etc., etc. That is very, very normal. But it's not for people in the West. So if you are approaching the system, you may have some issues with that. And you're like, oh, this is wrong because it's actually illegal in America. And so you have to really start to shift your beliefs and shift. I I won't necessarily say your beliefs, but you have to shift the way you think if you are looking at going into an African spiritual system. Because chances are, if you work with a Baba Luau, which is a male priest in the Ifa tradition, you will probably encounter someone who has more than one wife. Okay. And so you kind of have to reconcile that with your own belief system at some level. Again, this is just one one example of what I mean. There are so many different examples of how there are major discrepancies in the way a person from the Western world thinks and the way a person who practices within a traditional or indigenous belief system, especially on the continent or in another land that's just more traditional and geared toward indigenous belief systems. You will find some challenges there. Language barriers are another major issue, especially when you decide to practice within a system that um, is a little bit more obscure. So I mentioned Ifa, that's one of the things that I practice. Ifa is probably one of the more popular or well-known systems. And even with that, because it comes out of Nigeria, which is a country who has English as they, their lingua franca, their official speaking language, is really not much of an issue because most Babaluals and Ianifas from that system can speak English along with um, their native tongue, the Yoruba tongue. That's not the case for all systems, guys. Some of the systems that are more obscure, as I just mentioned, you may not find that dynamic. And even when it comes to like the Yoruba system, there are just some words that cannot easily be translated into the English language. There are just no words for what they're saying. And so that information can't easily get to you if you don't speak that particular language. There are some things, some incantations that um, go on that can only be spoken in the Yoruba language. Your priest or priestess cannot you know, always translate certain things for for you. That's a dynamic that you will have to get used to. And that's just, again, talking about one 
system. I experienced the same dynamic when I encounter Haitian voodoo. Same exact thing there. Okay, there are other systems and other traditions where you will have the same problems when you're talking about Santeria and, um, you know, Espiritismo, things like that. You're talking about speaking the Spanish language. Now, that may be a little bit easier for the average person in America or another nation where Spanish is a very common language that's spoken because you can pretty much always find someone to interpret information for you even if your priest or priestess only speaks um, Spanish. You can usually find you know, another adherent or somebody there to interpret information for you. But again, it's still a language dynamic, you know, a, a language barrier going on there. So that's something that you do need to think about. Another thing is finding somebody reputable. This is not easy. It's even more difficult when you compound that with the language and the cultural barriers that I just mentioned. Yes, there are absolutely plenty of priests and priestesses throughout, you know, the continent, throughout even the diaspora, who can help guide you and, you know, bring you knowledge and awareness of a particular system. But the thing is, is finding somebody reputable. If you don't know anything about the system, you have very little knowledge. Oftentimes, you don't even know what to look for whenever you go into the system you don't really know you know who is what if somebody does a ritual for you or a sacrifice or what have you they come they tell you something about a reading um and you just kind of take it at face value because you don't really know and they may do things in a certain way and it may not be the traditional way and you won't know that either because you don't know a whole lot about the system because you're coming from a whole nother dynamic. And with that, let me make a point right here and say, yes, there are foundational truths and foundational practices to all of those spiritual systems, regardless of what you're practicing. That being said, um, there are some discrepancies in how things operate. So you don't automatically assume that, you know, somebody's doing something right or wrong because they did not do it like someone else because things do change. But again, that's a dynamic that you have to get used to is that people will do things differently. It is very similar to practicing Christianity with so many different denominations, right? So you may go and you know to a baptist church and you see them doing things one way and you go into a methodist church you'll see them doing things another way and even going to different baptist churches you will even see discrepancies in how they operate even with that even within that same denomination same thing with methodists so you will encounter that same type of dynamic when you deal with an african spiritual system um, it is something to really think about because it can be frustrating at first until you find your way, until you find the right priest or priestess to help you out with your spiritual needs. Along with that topic of finding a reputable priest or priestess is also finding a community that you actually vibe with. Again, no different than looking for the right church or the right mosque, etc., etc. 
You won't automatically vibe with someone just because they practice the same thing that you do. Remember, you are dealing with people, with humans, who have flaws and faults and errors just like you do, okay? You won't necessarily get along with all of them, no matter where they are in this world, all right? That's even more challenging in America, especially in certain locations where there are not a whole lot of a whole lot of communities that practice within certain African spiritual systems. In some places um, in America, you know, they are absolutely replete with you know, Ifa practitioners and Voodoo practitioners, etc., etc. But we must understand Africa is a full continent with. 54 different nations and even within those nations different tribal groups different dialects and different spiritual systems so you may be attracted to a spiritual system or called to practice within a certain spiritual system where you may not be able to find anyone where you live whether it be in america europe australia even in the caribbean islands who practices that particular um spiritual system Okay, or if you do, it may be one or two people, but it may be very, very difficult, especially when we're dealing with some of the more obscure, obscure systems. Again, like I said before, even with with Ifa, you're not going to find a whole lot of Ifa adherents everywhere in America, or everywhere in Europe, or the Caribbean islands, etc. It's not something that happens now. If you are in certain areas like New York, Atlanta, where you have higher concentration levels of um, individuals who do practice Ifa, then that'll be a little bit easier for you. But that's just one system, and even that does not apply across the board for that particular system. So do keep that in mind. You may have to go from house to house, and by that I mean spiritual house or so set, to find you know where you belong so to speak again it's the same journey as finding your church family or finding your you know islamic family whatever you may call it same thing with people who practice buddhism like if you're trying to find a temple if you're just getting into that belief system yeah again something like that will be a whole lot easier just because it's more ubiquitous throughout the world you can find you know a whole lot of people who practice buddhism but that doesn't mean that every you know temple that you go to that you will like the people that are there or you you always want to find like-minded people wherever you go so do keep that in mind as well that's something to think about because you won't always vibe with the people um that is in the community around you guys even if you live on a continent let's say if you decide you want to move to Nigeria so that you can full-on practice Ifa, you can go and practice Ifa on the continent and still be disparaged when it comes to finding the right um, community to vibe with, the right people to connect with, okay? So do keep that in mind. Let's pause right here for a quick break. Another thing along the same lines is finding resources and references. 
especially if you're a person that likes to read. Most African traditions are passed down orally because they are oral systems. It is only recently that we are able to see a whole lot of you know books and references being published in order for us to, to read more about these particular systems and even to read more about the divination system, etc., etc. They're coming through, which is an excellent thing. But again, most of them are geared toward the more popular systems. Okay, the obscure systems you may not be able to find anything in writing, or if you do, it may be like a blip on Wikipedia or something like that about that particular spiritual system. You really would have to dig. You may even have to go to the continent to commune with somebody about the particular system. In some cases, even if you do happen to find resources, again, they may not even be written in the English language because the majority of the adherents of that particular system may speak the language in which it is derived from. So, you know, they're not interested in publishing things in English when they know that they're not going to have a wide English speaking or reading audience for that type of reference or guide. Um, there's a very much so a dearth of information. And I can say even with Ifa, even though before anybody says anything, I do know there are a lot of works that have been published that talk about Ifa. I have many of them, but what I do find is that they are primarily repetitive. It is difficult to get information on some of the deeper you know, level things that go on within the system, the deeper level ideologies and the way you think. And that's on purpose. I'm not saying that it should be because it really shouldn't be. Again, it's an oral tradition and there are just certain things that you will only get within your spiritual community. And that's absolutely fine. Well, for someone like me personally, who loves to dig deep, who loves to read, um, that can be a major drawback or disadvantage when it comes to finding information, especially coming from a system like Christianity or even Islam. I'm, I wasn't Islamic, but I did live in a uh, Muslim country. I lived in two Muslim countries actually for five years. Um, and there are a plethora of resources on Islam as well. People write books about it. You know, of course you already have the, the Quran just like you have the Bible, but people write plenty of books explaining different dynamics and interpreting different things on Islam. And you'll see a lot of people speaking on this topic. You know, it's, it's high level in Islamic countries. In Islamic countries, most of the references, of course, are in Arabic, but a lot of times you can find English translations of those types of materials okay one example same thing with christianity <laughs> christianity they have whole bookstores that are dedicated to nothing but christian writings christian works right if somebody's able to have a whole book so that means that there are a lot of references and resources available on that particular topic even if you go to like a Barnes and Nobles or something like that, a, a major bookstore that sells all kinds of books, you probably are going to find hours and hours available for Christian publications. And that's just what they have on the shelf. That doesn't even begin to compare what is available online through that same retailer or even other retailers. All right. 
So, you know, if you are a person who loves to read and loves to find reference work and compare and so forth and so on, it won't always be easy when it comes to practicing within an African spiritual system. At this point in time, it will never be as easy finding such references as it is finding those same types of references in, um, you know, based on Christian systems islamic systems as i just said so do keep that in mind another thing that you will probably run across is conflicting ideologies same thing that happens in christianity and islam and any other religious or spiritual system that you will practice in um definitely not doing this episode to you know like i said downplay african spirituality i'm just giving you some tips and some ideas and suggestions on some of the things that may be disheartening or disconcerting to you when you first tap into the spiritual system all right you will find so many different conflicting references if you ask about one orisha you may if let's say you ask 10 people about one orisha you may come up with so many different narratives about that particular Orisha, especially the Orishas who are venerated throughout the diaspora. So we have, you know, Orishas like Ogun and um, Oshun, etc., Emoya, who are venerated in Africa in, in the Ifa system, but who are also venerated in many many places throughout the diaspora like the caribbean islands and even you know south america in those areas so you will come up with a whole lot of different information about those particular orisha in one system you may hear that they're married to one orisha in another system it may be a whole different orisha you may find that the traits the personality the identity or i should say the personification of an orisha may be even drastically different from tradition to tradition depending on who you're talking to or what you are referencing when it comes to information about that particular orisha right and that can definitely cause some you know major conflict within you if if you're just starting off in the system one of the things that i often recommend to my clients in situations like this is to kind of you know get within a system and stay there before you start branching off and talking to so many different people you really need to get your foundation settled because you will encounter those discrepancies in opinions i still encounter those discrepancies but i know what i believe in and I'm also welcome to hearing different ideas and different thoughts about the Orisha because just because I have the information that I currently have doesn't mean that it's 100% right either. So I am more open to that. But that's after having practiced for a while now and understanding that you will come across that information and you just have to be open to different viewpoints in order to just keep moving and and not get so stuck and not allow any of those types of things to offend you understand that you know these are spiritual systems we're still dealing with humans and nobody not one of us knows everything i know for a fact i don't know everything i don't even know nearly as much as it is to know about either of the traditions 
that I practice, okay? I definitely want to know more. I am in a process of learning, continuous learning, and I will be until I transition into the astral realm and be with my ancestors, but it's still, it's a journey for me, as it will be for someone who was born and raised in any other system. That's just the way it goes, okay? And the last topic I want to touch on is, you know, performing rituals and ceremonies. African spirituality is replete with that type of work. We believe in works when it comes to spirituality. We don't believe it just, you know, faith alone. You just believe and you're going to receive. No, 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 no. If you have that type of mentality where you feel like, oh, I should just be able to pray and, you know, the creator, God, whatever you call that higher force is just going to bring me everything that I need without me doing anything else to get it, you are sadly mistaken. African spirituality is not the way to go if that is what you believe in, that's what you want to adhere to. You will do ritual work if you actually practice within the system. And I'm saying not just, you know, having it in a name state, saying I practice something and you don't really practice it. Okay, we see people do that in all religions, right? When they'll say, you know, I'm a Christian, I'm a Buddhist, I'm a Muslim, I'm a whatever. And they don't necessarily, you know, attend to their spiritual needs or their religious beliefs or their religious requirements on a regular basis. Well, in African spirituality, it's no need to even practice if you are not going to engage in ritual work at some level. Typically, you will be doing ritual work at the very least once a week. So what do I mean by ritual work? I mean giving offerings and things like that. Um, you know, prayers are part of the dynamic depending on how you view or define a prayer. So you know, if you're just talking about talking to your um, ancestors or talking to your Risha, you know, the creator, etc., etc., that is absolutely part of the dynamic as well. But you will be giving things. You will be giving offerings and um, spending time with your deities, with your ancestors, your spirit guides, okay? But it is so much more than just offering up a prayer. And that's something that can, can be considered a drawback to some people. I personally don't consider this a drawback because I am very ritualistic. I actually love ritual work. But everybody doesn't. It can be cumbersome. Even for me, it can um, be a little bit difficult at times, especially when I'm traveling. and Or sometimes, you know, just very, very tired and can't get to it as I would like to. Um, but it's something to consider. And the thing about it is, you won't even always know how much ritual work you have to do until you actually start practicing it. And you start to learn which orishas or which spirits, um, whatever it's called in that particular system that you are connected to. So, you know, one person can get in and only have to connect to, let's say maybe two or three spirits. And another person can start practicing within an African spiritual system. And they have a whole slew of spirits that they are connected with. And they have to get like maybe seven, eight, or nine 
pots and I'm referring to the Orisha system here but there are other systems where you know different spirits connect with you and they do it in a whole nother way and you have to figure out you know how you are going to connect with those particular energies and that can get really really expensive very very fast okay um, if you're the type you're accustomed to paying tithes and offerings and things like that, well, you know, kind of consider this to be equivalent to that expense. And it could even be more. It just depends because you will be purchasing ritual items and things like that. And likewise, you will have to locate different materials at times that may not be really easy to find. Or if they are, they can be very, very expensive depending on the time of year and things like that. You know, in the EFA system, you need colon nuts, you got the cast and so forth and so on. And um, it could be difficult to come by, especially certain ones at certain times of the year. And, you know, when you have issues with shipping and importing items, those types of things are commodities. The price goes up, way up, okay? Um, those are just some things to think about. Ritual work can also be quite time consuming. As I said before, it just depends on how many Orisha that you are connected to and what type of work you have to do. But you can easily spend anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour a day or more in some cases um, doing ritual work, doing ceremonies. It's up to you how you look at that and connect with that particular dynamic, but it is a part of practicing within an African traditional um, spiritual system. So it's definitely something to think about. So, you know, that's my commentary on this subject matter as far as what I've experienced or what you know some of my clients or other people that I know who practice within the spiritual system have likewise experienced. So these are things to think about, guys. Um, definitely, as I said before, not meant to deter you from practicing within an African spiritual system. I, for one, really enjoy what I do okay but there are drawbacks as there are to any and everything that we encounter in life even the things that make us the happiest and you know the most joyful they also have some drawbacks to them as well you know so keep that in mind as you do venture into an african spiritual system i wish you all the best of luck with that, I'm going to go ahead and close out my message. Ashe, guys, please have a very beautiful and blessed day and beyond.